The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the weather that we're experiencing in this part of the world. London is set to be one of the hottest places in the world today with temperatures forecast to hit an unheard of 41 degrees Celsius. The Met Office has issued its most severe warning, saying the extreme heat could lead to power outages, cancelled flights and maybe a danger to life. The government has said they are treating the temperatures as a national emergency. So as heat waves become more severe and more frequent due to climate change, how will that change our working lives? Well, joining us now is Adam Bell, head of policy at the consultancy firm Stonehaven. Adam is also the former head of energy strategy at the UK's Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. Good morning, Adam. So temperatures Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Temperatures are at record highs today in the UK, but other areas of the world regularly experience higher than 40 degree temperatures. Are we getting worried over nothing? I think we're absolutely getting worried over quite a bit. And if you look at the work that the Committee on Climate Change has done around the risks to our infrastructure, not just this year, but quite frankly, as heat waves increase, you're going to see a significant impact on our economy if we, if we fail to adapt. So this includes a range of um, different sorts of impacts. For example, um, shrink and swell subsidence, which is when clay soils like the soils that are unfortunately under London, as they absorb water, they expand, and as that water is evaporated from heat, they start to start to contract with impacts upon the built environment. But also subterranean infrastructure like um, buried power cables and gas pipes, a significant proportion of those are vulnerable to this sort of um, this sort of impact. Our rail infrastructure, as well, relies on well, high rails not getting too hot. There's different things you can do to adapt that adapt that sort of um, infrastructure, but it's quite costly to do so. And I think the interesting challenge for government here is identifying exactly where it can invest in the short run to mitigate some of these impacts, because those costs are only going to increase. In 2010, um, uh, the heat wave co- um, cost the economy about £710 million. I think this summer is going to cost significantly more, as well yeah. as the impact upon our health services too. Yeah, and a great deal of work, or perhaps more work, has been done about um, increased wet weather in the UK than it has been done around heat because it is just so unusual. And there's been lots of advice, uh, you know, about how um, people can live if if temperatures do go up. I mean, for example, borrowing um, from other hotter countries where people work different hours in order to kind of avoid being active between one and five. I mean, this is completely alien, really, to, to, to the UK. But do you think that it's something that you know that we need to rethink in terms of working in hot temperatures i think especially as climate change progresses and as the country gets hotter we need to continue we examine our working practices to ensure that we're not 
losing productivity and we're not losing, well, lives, quite frankly, as well, as a consequence of the, uh, the way in which we work. I mean, in 2020 alone, the heatwave then cost um, 2,500 lives. And with, with the greatest respect, I suspect today and tomorrow are going to cost more lives as well. Mm-hmm. It's important to make sure that alongside um, adaptations to our working practices, we think about adaptations to our homes where more of us are spending more time working. So doing things like just closing your curtains when the sun is shining on them is critical, making sure that you've got um, a fan um, either pointed at you, ideally pointed at you, then towards a window to help create a chimney effect and get hot out of the house. It's all those little sorts of adaptations that a lot of other countries are better at, which I hope we're going to start um, experiment, experimenting with over the next couple of days. It, it's, it's pertinent that you mention that because... You know, we think about energy spikes coming in the winter, and of course, as we look at the situation um, with the war in Ukraine and how that's affecting energy prices, we also don't really in the UK use air conditioning on the same sort of scale they do in other parts of the world. And so, is that going to affect the energy crisis in the way that our energy loads um, evolve over the next few years? So in the long run, as we move towards the decarbonisation of heat, the winter peaks for power demand will be significantly higher than anything that happens in the summer. In the short to medium term, though, especially with this sort of current um, heat wave, you'll see more and more people buying portable AC units, plugging them in, creating a new load on the grid. Um, and there's a very real risk, especially because in the summer, power cables can't carry quite enough power. That You see some brownouts in particular areas where the grid isn't quite resilient enough to these, these sorts of challenges. Um, I would say if you want to buy yourself an AC unit, I'd also think about investing in some solar PV as well. That offsets your impact on the grid and make sure that running what could otherwise be quite an expensive device is quite cheap. Hmm. Okay, advice I should take, given that I'm one of the thousands that has bought one of those AC units. Um, Look, should there be statutory temperature limits um, in terms of workplaces? Unions are calling for this, that there should be a limit, you know, no, no higher above 20 degrees Celsius. I'm not sure how one would implement that, but certainly GMB union and others want that to happen. What do you think? Uh, there are already relatively high limits for um, for, work, for workplaces where heat is often a problem, um, and I don't think it's unreasonable to require those. After, above a certain point, of course, you get a certain amount of, di- of danger to life. Um, I think it would be quite a difficult one to roll out across the country. Um, up until you've adapted all our buildings to um, the stresses of new heat waves, you can't necessarily require an awful lot of small businesses to, to reduce their internal temperatures to uh, and most, say, 21. That's a quite an expensive air conditioning load. And if you did that overnight, you'd create the, the sorts of impacts on the power grid that we've just discussed. Mm. We're reading that big cities and buildings in London are likely to be particularly badly affected because of what's known as the heat island effect. Could you just unpack that a little bit for us? Yes, of course. So there's a number of reasons why cities tend to be warmer than the surrounding countryside. And the most important one is something called thermal mass. So when the sun shines on a surface like, um, say, trees and grass, um, some of it is more reflected but it's, and some of it is absorbed, but only um, a relatively small proportion of heat stays within that sort of natural environment. If your sun shines on concrete, or on a road, or any other form of stone, stones are capable of um, absorbing a very large amount of heat and letting them out over time. 
So as the heat wave progresses, um, all the built environment accumulates more and more heat, and this increases the average temperature of both buildings and um, of all the of all the surroundings as the heat is slowly released over a period of uh, normally several days. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg Radio. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.